0: Our guest today, Yogi Amrit Desai, uh, really one of the original yoga people in the United States. He came here in 1960. And, and Phil, I'm glad you pointed out, when I saw his picture, and we, I think he was 84, 80 something, he yeah. looks terrific, unless it was, you know, photoshopped, and I don't <laughs> think it was. And, and yeah, I've hope. noticed that I, Iyengar looked terrific when he was 90. So I think a lot of the people that uh, are very committed to uh, yoga, yogic postures, asanas, tend to look better and later in life whereas some of the people i know that have been doing a lot of meditation without the yoga asanas um inwardly they may look very good but outwardly they don't always look like they took good care of themselves would you agree i mean
1: i it (laughs) seems that way uh yeah but i mean you know there's always exceptions like um, you know, I'm working on this biography of Yogananda. You know, he, he did different kind of uh, yoga, physical yoga, the kind of um, uh, exercises he, he actually uh, created. Uh, but they were yoga-like
0: the, the, they're called and energi- astral-like. Energization. It has, yes. There's a lot of and- squeezing of the hands and tightening of the muscles mm-hmm. and loosening it. I, I've seen it demonstrated it, it, it looked and I'd done a little bit of it and it, yeah. it was very relaxing, but, different but thing. he
1: was, he was, he looked very good, you know, toward the end. I mean, he had some illnesses toward mm-hmm. the end, but he, he looked very fit and sturdy. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the same time, he died at 59. So, right. you know, stuff is, you know, we all have bodies, we all have karma. And uh, so, but yeah, I mean, people who take care of their bodies tend to look better when Mm -hmm. they get older. So for sure.
0: Uh, Now he was, he preceded Swami Satyajananda, did he not?
1: Um, He came here earlier, but he didn't start teaching yoga right away. So uh, in a certain way, they were contemporaries around the same time, give or take a year or two.
0: Yes. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. And, and the other thing that's interesting, it always comes up, no matter who we interview from the, the world of, uh, of Eastern spirituality, uh, uh, their guru, their teacher, their lineage always is the one that really has it. Everyone else is slightly <laughs> off. And, and uh, I, you know, obviously, that's the belief that, that people have. And my feeling is more, they probably all have something similar. And it's yeah. usually very, very good. Uh, and uh, but generally, their group is going to have the easier path or the more profound path. or the it, same thing it happens in religions. It happens in spirituality. and uh, um I think I think now, as, uh, especially a lot of the folks we've talked to that represent contemporary spirituality, that uh, there's a uh, blurring of the lines between one spiritual group and another. <clears throat> and there's more, um, you know, kind of a, a universal ap- approach of view, but, but that's there, whether it's mindfulness meditation or, um, you know, different yoga, uh, 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 schools or whatever like that. There's always a feeling that we've got it slightly better.
1: Yeah. You hear that sometimes, but, um, you know, he, <laughs> to be fair, you know his critique of of contemporary uh, Hatha yoga with the uh, um, loss in many instances of the spiritual or deeper dimensions of yoga is, right. is accurate. But it's also true that uh, there's many many schools of yoga, many lineages right. that, like him, like Amritasai, uh, have maintained the you know the spiritual dimension. I know you know the people at in, integral yoga of you know swami sachidananda the people of uh shivananda yoga of of, of um swami vishnu devananda and you know many others would would uh take exception to, you know because right, they right. they too have have, <laughs> right. have you know kept the spiritual dimension of yoga alive each in its own way
0: right right i i i really uh, Like the answer he gave to my question about uh uh does it bother you that uh uh you know yoga has gotten so secularized and so popular and people do it to look good on the beach or for whatever other reason his answer was it did not bother him because he didn't think it was yoga
1: right right
0: (laughs) and then then you brought up phil you (laughs) brought up something i want to follow up with you uh when you were talking to him and you mentioned to him that in the uh, Patanjali Yoga Sutras or and actually any of the Vedic literature that I'm familiar with, I've never seen or, or there's not really talk of yogic postures, asanas. And I've heard different things. I mean, some people say it, was, it, it came about, you know, four or five hundred years ago when the British were there and whatever, whatever, uh, there, but is there, it that, what, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I, I'm yoga-
1: not enough of a, of a scholar of Indian history to, to know the answer. Mm-hmm. All I can tell you is that, you know, people differ on uh, how to date the history of what we think of as modern uh, Hatha yoga. Um, because there's certainly evidence that there were uh, mm-hmm. asana postures centuries and centuries mm-hmm. ago. Um, and if you think of yoga in its deepest, broadest sense of union and uh, remove just the, the consideration of asanas, uh, then it's as old as India, practically, mm-hmm. You know, with yoga being mentioned in the ancient texts and in the Gita and the Upanishads right. and right. so forth. So the, in that sense, yoga is is ancient the kind of asana sequences and postures that are being practiced now in most yoga studios some people say were a blend of some ancient or you know centuries old uh, practices um, and and later developments in hatha yoga and then the addition of uh, sort of some principles and practices that were taken from European uh, calisthenics and gymnastics mm-hmm. and uh, m- military sort of uh, training. And so some people would contend that what we see in yoga studios now is some kind of uh, hybrid blend of, of different influences. Um, but, you know, there's lineages and the point you were making though and that i made to him is that in patanjali's yoga sutras which he uh talked about with great reverence as a you know a source um there's no um mention of asanas as we know them asanas just uh described as proper posture for for meditation and um but there are other texts like the Hatha Yoga Pradipika uh, and others, where asanas are not only mentioned, but described <laughs> and instructions are given. And, and some of those texts are centuries old. So, you know, it's, it's complicated. Uh,
0: yeah, it, it's, it's interesting. In the West, in the United States, if you mention yoga uh, to someone, 98% of the people will just assume you're referring to yoga asanas, not actually what the word yoga means. And so I think that a lot of these teachers, uh, like uh, uh, amritaji, uh are, are trying to get that point across that yoga yeah. is much more than just those physical positions, those physical positions yeah. exist to get you to that state of yoga but it, 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 it'll take a long time before yoga in America anyway and in the West is not uh, completely associated with uh, uh, the, those various positions and no, sure. nobody refer, refers to meditation as yoga but in fact it's in yoga I, I know i know it it's in I your book yeah. yeah
1: branding branding the media you know there there's probably a lot of factors um, you know something gets popular and named and branded and and so you see uh, you know yoga being mentioned or or labeled um separately from meditation, um, and I'm guilty of it myself. I, you know, in my writing, I've done it just because people understand it right. better. Um, but the truth is, you know, nothing could be more yoga than a deep meditation right. practice. Right. It, it, it's the very definition of yoga. Uh, but, you know, modern language and, and sort of whatever happened historically you know yoga's come to be synonymous with physical practices of asana and and that's a shame but i think more and more people understand that and maybe the language will change to reflect it i know that in certain circles the um the uh training of yoga teachers um you know there's some yoga teachers that Essentially, only teach asanas, all so they really know how to do, and you know, they can do it well. Um, and uh, but they don't go into the deeper aspects of yoga, they don't teach meditation practices. Um, and so some people are advocating that those people shouldn't be called yoga teachers, they should be called asana teachers. <laughs> yeah, that'll, that'll never happen <laughs> that'll, because nobody no ever says,
0: Hey, I'm going to the yo- asana class. Obviously, I'm going to the yoga class, and I don't have an asana mat. I have a yoga mat, and hey. uh, it's uh, it's really been you're right. It's been branded and yeah, and, and, I, and I would say for people listening that maybe have never done meditation or asanas or whatever, a yoga a yoga asana class. Uh, if you know, find a, a good teacher, a well trained teacher, and if you take that class and don't strain yourself and follow the instructions of the of a good teacher. Uh, then you're going to come out of that class feeling really, really good. Uh, that's yeah. always been my experience.
1: And I think some of the older uh, people who got into these teachings from the meditation side, like you and I did, and you know, people in, right. who were with some of the other earlier gurus, uh, they don't say, I'm going to do yoga. They say, I'm going to do asanas. Right.
0: We would. <laughs> we, yeah, that's right. When we used to give meditate TM courses and uh, re- residence courses, uh, retreats, we would say, yeah, there was an asana demonstration, right. a yoga uh, demonstration, but uh, but I think uh, if you said asana demonstration to many people, you would have to explain it to them.
1: Yeah, I know. It, well, things change, but the, the main thing is not the language and, and all that, but yeah. whether if people are getting everything yoga, uh, has to offer. And so in that respect I was very glad we got into some of that yeah. with uh, Amrit Desai. Um, <clears throat> and and I never knew that much about uh, his methods. Uh, I mean I wrote about him and I mentioned his meditation in motion in mm-hmm. American Veda. Uh, but I had I, never uh, taken any classes with uh, the people he's trained or anything like that. So it was interesting to, to learn more about it.
0: Right. No, uh, <clears throat> he, as I mentioned in the beginning, <clears throat> he's truly one of the pioneers. He's been there since the beginning. And and to his credit, he there are probably thousands upon thousands of people worldwide who feel healthier and better and more inwardly developed because uh of his teaching and what he's done so uh, you know uh, yeah good, good for him and and uh and he he continues it and you know like we were saying in the beginning he's probably in his mid-80s now and he doesn't look like he's slowing down at all
1: no so, and it's a pretty remarkable story you know because um you know we didn't go into this in in the interview but you know he had a very thriving uh Yoga community and um, loyal disciples and teachers he trained at uh, his Kripalu uh, Institute mm-hmm. in, in Western Massachusetts, and then there was a huge upheaval in the nineties, and you know people can get the history of that online, and um, as a result of the break he had with the uh, organization he founded. Mm-hmm. Uh, Propalu went on and, and became a more um, sort of secular place uh, in the sense of not being guru centered, but more of an educational institute, and it's it's probably the leading yoga retreat center in the country now. And he himself, you know, he, you know, he continued to teach, and and now he has a thriving uh, ashram and teacher training programs and workshops in, in Florida. So you know uh it, it's just an interesting historical story how he and his disciples at that time went their separate ways for, you know for very good reason it was a huge upheaval and very emotionally uh, upsetting um and um they both ended up thriving
0: interesting so <clears throat> uh i think we'll we'll will yoga will be around it's i don't think it's a fad that's uh, going to come and go it's <laughs> no. It's enormous. It's all encompassing, uh, and uh, yoga as I'm talking about now, and perhaps the next wave uh, will be people having uh, a deeper understanding and uh, relating to the deeper meanings and purposes of of yoga. And I, I think it's all good. I think it's uh, yeah, all moving sure in the right direction.
1: Be, that's happening.
0: All right. Well, Phil. Okay, man. Until next time, and uh, good luck finishing up your book on. <laughs> Yeah, Paramahansa right. Yogananda. We are in 2017, and uh, sometime within the next 12 months, or, or something like that, uh, the book will come out. Yeah, know, so keep your keep up, pressure, <laughs> keep up the
1: pressure. Then keep the pressure we on. Have a lot of
0: people listening to this now. So. Okay. All right. Next time. See you later.